Good evening, folks. Welcome to episode 42 of Fireside Freedom. This evening, we've got Brian from the Lots Project, Thesia from Ellis Family Farms, Letty Lewis showing up. We're happy to see her. <laughs> and uh, she's with Liberty All Day and Ken from Constructive Liberty. It's like we got a theme going on around here. Um, tonight, we're going to talk about uh, a subject that popped in my head earlier as I found myself juggling. Um, what seemed like two dozen things all at once as a uh, solo business person. And that's going to be, I've built a business. Now what? So we're going to go with uh, some, some thoughts on uh, once, once you're somewhat established and you're getting things rolling and perhaps you want to grow it or perhaps you want to pivot it. Um, I think we're just all going to share our individual perspectives on that. But before we jump into that, I'd like to hear from my friends and see what everybody's been up to. And I'm going to go backwards this time and start with Letty since we haven't heard from her in a while. Um, I've been busy raising an infant human. <laughs> He's now 11 weeks old. So it's uh, it's interesting to see the growth in the past two, um, almost three months now. God, he's two and a half months old. Um Giggling back there. He's got the perfect, he's got great comedic timing. So we may hear some laughs from him. Um, but my biggest thing lately is this is a great topic because my, my side hustle is actually starting to take off now. So I've been getting more work, which is awesome. And it's just trying to figure out how to balance it with a newborn and a top, well, and a four-year-old and where where do I want it to go and how do I kind of make it work for me versus against me? So this will be fun tonight. I dig it. Hopefully we can generate some momentum in the right direction. All right, Ken, what you been up to? Uh, all kinds of things, things that are fun and things I hate. <laughs> On the construction side, I've been doing a lot of, uh, well, I'm doing some remodels right now had a company that came in and bought a bunch of old places and trying to fix it up to rent out short-term rentals. And they need to be heavily remodeled. And a part of remodel includes insulation. It includes sheetrock. It includes painting. All things which I do not enjoy at all. Mm. So I guess part of running a business sometimes means you get into things that you don't enjoy. Uh, my other projects, uh, a lot of times I've just been throwing things at the wall to see if I can get anything to stick. But we'll get into a lot of that tonight, too. <laughs> All right. How about you, Cecia? Well, this week I finally bit the bullet and I've started dismantling my bathroom. I took the it's it's been really intimidating me. And, and I think, well, it's just a wall. I can move it. But then I realized that I, mean, I had already unhooked the plumbing into that wall for the shower. But then I realized there's light switches. That's electricity. I really don't know what I'm doing. But I'm I'm and I'm dismantling it little by little, which is kind of cool, too, because like there's a whole panel. I pull it out and I drag it out to the barn today and I can use it for the inside of a chicken coop or something. But, yeah, I'm, when I tell you I don't know what I'm doing, I am not exaggerating. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I, I feel you on that. I, I often struggle with, um, that, uh, that imposter syndrome, but I got to know what's got Brian cracking up. So what's up, buddy? Oh, Thesia, that's just fantastic. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going for it. Figure it out. 
I mean, she knows she knows she's got a group full of people or twenty groups full of people that will just absolutely help her in any way possible. So it's it's great. I just love her attitude. I I was actually we were driving back from the grocery store and we were driving past a, a mobile home that was up on a hill at a horse ranch and that had a, a corner of the skirting was falling off. And I looked at Corey and I said. They need to watch Tisia's video. She finally figured that shit out. I don't think it's ever coming off, so she might be able to help them out. So I almost swung in the driveway and gave them your YouTube. <laughs> but anyway, we just, uh, I guess I wasn't around last week. We traveled our way across Mississippi. Uh, we're down in Nova Soda, Nova Soda, Nova Soda. Texas, uh, down near the Renegade Butcher. I'm uh, gonna hang out with him for a while and uh, cut up some deer and pigs and all sorts of shit. So we're on a 400 acre uh, ex horse and cattle ranch out in uh, eastern, I guess it'd be eastern Texas. Um, and yeah, yeah, they got uh, 20 some sites here, campsites, and they're gonna let us stay for uh, 30 days and see how it goes and maybe. 60 maybe 90 we might hang out and um yeah things are kind of rolling forward on the house sale and once that goes through things get fun so all right um yeah brian you're still freezing up for me sometimes everybody else is good so if i'm slow to to catch it's because i can't tell so he's been fine right. on my end I, okay I cool. might be something on yours yeah it's entirely possible with the the old uh mobile hotspot so my my initial thought that i threw out earlier in the chat uh while i was on my way back from a consult in middle tennessee um was how uh, those of us who are running a business or even considering it or a side hustle or anything like that where we're not working a wage job exclusively um when we're ready to do something different either to add subtract adjust whatever the case may be how do we go about that and how do we manage some of the details of the overwhelm, the uncertainty? And I don't want to throw out too much at one time, and just kind of let this be a free form discussion. But that was kind of my thought, because currently I'm in a spot where I've got consulting work picking up, which is awesome, which is my preference. Um, but I'm also going into wintertime where I need to have um, I need to have a little more of a front loaded bank account while the uh landscaping jobs taper down. So uh, I would just like to hear your all's thoughts and uh, somebody, somebody speak up and go for it. How are you making can it? You, can you, can you pre pre like pre consult, like do all your uh, prep work that has to be done before winter for the consulting and uh, just make a deal with these people that you're going to do that when you're downtime in the winter, when you have that, a time available like if you got to go out and do a scouting trip at least you're not putting the whole project together right then and you can keep pounding out landscaping until that's done and then follow up with all the evaluations and reports after the fact uh yes um and i'm i'm sort of leaning in that direction uh that's why i'm kind of on a push to find more people to do consulting work for right now and then kind of spread it out over the winter um, because it, it kind of depends on what kind of, what kind of installations they want to do. Some stuff can happen over the winter, like in our region, we can plant trees and, and shrubs. Oh, yeah, and I forgot. I forgot. Never mind. Like you're not talking, 
stupid we, we cold. Can, it's not Minnesota yeah, we here. Can, <laughs> we can still dig in the soil and stuff. Hey, for, it's in the seventies up here in the frozen tundra in the that, north this week. You, okay, you don't have to. You don't have to so, burn four days of a bonfire <laughs> to thaw the ground thick enough to dig a hole like four four inches deep. Okay, I got exactly. you. I got you. Yeah. So you can you can work all year round. Weird. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yes, the the kind of the front loading. Um, I'm struggling a little more with mostly just with my own energy levels. I, I can kind of, uh, I will have bursts of inspiration and energy. And then sometimes something happens where um, I sit down to work at the computer and, and it all just runs away. So uh, if anybody else experiences that, if anybody's found a workaround or a way to adapt, I'm all ears. <laughs> Push through. That's, that's the only workaround. It's a, it's yeah. a work through, not a, uh, yeah. if sometimes, I, I've I've found that sometimes when when those things hit, I don't know. I mean, there is work that needs to be done, but sometimes you can move to something else for the moment to kind of build that energy back up and then come back to what you're doing or do. I think they call it a Pomodoro method, like where you're 20 minutes on, a few minutes off, like get your mind off of it so you're not just so overwhelmed sitting right in front of it. That's about the only thing that works for me in that. If it's something that just has to be done, sometimes you just got to sit there and pound it out. But I mean, then, then what is, what do they say? The law of diminishing returns, the, the longer you go and the, the more overwhelmed you get, the, the slower you get. So sometimes it's good to go take 20 minutes or an hour away from it and come back to it refreshed and recharged. I like it. I don't know. All right kind of hard to do that at night when you when you do your computer work in the evening you can't go outside and dig a hole and plant a tree in the evening when it's dark you don't, you don't dark. use the headlamp no it's dark <laughs> you, you go outside oh yeah does the sun stay out longer where you are in the winter too because from like um from it doesn't november, appear november till like may you you get home from work and it's already dark so you got to learn how to do shit in the dark yeah yeah i have i did that back in the day when i worked that crazy ambulance shift and one adjustment I am making is I've, I've been a little bit lax with my sleep schedule, like because I was so burned so many years of working mm -hmm. 24s and never getting any appropriate sleep. I just decided I woke up when I woke up. And generally it's when the sun comes up any time of year. But I have decided to set an alarm, start getting up at 630 and get some of this desk work underway before um, before the sun's up. As a You need to say Bernard. Every, every <laughs> morning, every morning, if. Every morning, five o'clock, that dog runs around with a toy in its mouth and jams it in everybody's face. Like, <laughs> wake the fuck up. Like, we thought we thought the the rooster was waking him up outside, and then the rooster was gone, and he still did it. And then we thought there was something like a light coming on, and then we moved locations, and he still does it every morning. Like, we don't need to set an alarm in our place because the damn dog wakes us up by shoving a dirty, rotten toy in your face. Dixon Way said... Break it down to smaller tasks and push through. Sometimes you just need a small win to, to get going again. And I find that true too. Like when you have a massive thing to get through and you're looking at it as one lump, yep. it's just overwhelmed. It's like you're not getting anything done. But if you can get one little thing done and have that little, uh, the little bell go off like Pavlov's dog or whatever, it creates a win. And mm -hmm. you never heard that story, Brian? Oh, come on. <laughs> so it's november and november is nanowrimo month or national novel writing month 
And the goal is to write a 50,000 word novel or just 50,000 words in general over the course of 30 days. So this is actually my fourth year doing it. Um, and at first I was just like, I'm going to like, my goal is to hit the 50,000 words. I'm like, okay, I have 30 days to do this. It's like 1,660 words a day is what you need to do in order to reach it. And every year I've actually gotten faster at hitting the 50,000 words. Cool. And I started out as like, okay, I'm going to set the alarm. We're going to do it for an hour. Like my kid used to take three hour naps. It was a perfect time. to was like, okay, going to play my Wagner, going to like write for an hour and see if it gets done. And at the end of that hour, if I didn't have my goal, my hour was done. I can come back later, but you know, you just, just setting that time. It could be half an hour, 20 minutes, whatever you, you feel like doing. But I found that when I know that I only have that set amount of time to get X, Y, or Z done, I'm more likely to get it done and have additional time to do more work versus just sitting there thinking, oh man, I got to, oh, I got those stupid spreadsheets that I have to go through. Oh my God, I have so many spreadsheets before this event this week and I have to get done and dreading mm -hmm. it instead of saying, hey, I'm going to spend 20 minutes now to, and I'm going to do this, just this one tab on the spreadsheet. It, it works. <laughs> Cool. I, take it, I take it too far to the other extreme because I'm the one that's doing basically all of it. Housework, yard work, kid work, all of it. I, I break my day down into 30 minute increments. I'm, I might do 30 minutes outside and 30 minutes at the desk and 30 minutes doing dishes. And I, and uh, I get a, I get a, a little bit done in a whole lot of areas. So I'm still far behind, but I, I don't get bored. <laughs> Yeah. Boredom is definitely not a problem for me. Yeah. It's, it's a bit more of the opposite is the, is the prioritization, which is funny because a lot of the people who I go out and help, they are also trying to prioritize. So it's kind of like a double whammy prioritizing for on somebody else's behalf. But uh, yeah, I kind of do a thing where I have like a, um, uh, just a, I'll just open a Google doc and I will just like brain dump into it. So like the, the fellow I went out and saw today, Every single impression that I took written notes on while I was there, I took pictures to remind myself of stuff. Everything he mentioned, I just, I don't worry about complete sentences. I don't worry about punctuation or anything. I just dump it all in the one document and get everything on there. And then I can go back and start putting it together into some kind of order that he can follow that I can then build the, the drawn designs off of. So, uh, yeah. And using things like, um, Google Docs is handy. Um, I use Evernote um, to stay on top of stuff. I put everything in my calendar, everything, every little reminder. If I need, like I have a reminder for tomorrow, I've got a mulch job and a gutter repair and gutter cleaning job. I've got every stop I need to make prior to getting to that customer's house on the calendar because I'm so paranoid that I'm not going to like keep it all in my head. So yeah, I try to use, I try to use all those tools. Um, do you guys have any preferred online, offline, uh, vintage or otherwise tools for that kind of stuff? Whiteboards. Yes. <laughs> I just uh, actually today did a little whiteboard. Like I, I walked around. I was actually uh, on Telegram with Ken uh, walking around in the rain uh, back and forth. Corey was in a meeting and I didn't feel like wearing earbuds to do videos and stuff. So I walked out and it was kind of like drizzle raining. I was walking around brainstorming in the rain and chatting with Ken. And I came in for 10 minutes before 
we left to go to the grocery store and just dumped on the whiteboard that's in my room. So now I'll look at that for probably tonight and tomorrow and then organize it. And it was just all the stuff I thought about while I was out riding, walking around, kind of like your brain dump into your Google Doc. I do it onto a whiteboard and then I'll take pictures of it and then I'll have it on my phone. I'll have it on my whiteboard. I can erase it and edit it and all that shit. So that's my deal calendars stuff like that are starting to come in handy with like planning template for content creation schedules and stuff like that for me it depends <laughs> i have this handy dandy little notebook <laughs> this is actually my fourth one for the year and then this is something new that we're starting next week for the family so we have the week at a glance and then i have my planner <laughs> and then in my office i still have yet another notebook that has everything that I'm doing for my little consulting business. So I have everything in there and every, everything eventually goes to the planner as the end all be all. But I've also, I also love on telegram. I can just go to the saved messages and just record something for myself that I can go back to later and listen. That has made such a world of a difference this past year. Once I realized that it was there because something pops into my head that I know I need to get done record it, come back later once I'm able to sit down and write it down. Nice. Um, Evernote has a similar, uh, even on the free version, um, has a similar function where you can just, because I, I, all my all of my thoughts come to me when I am operating some kind of machine and it's frustrating to stop and pull over or whatever. So yeah, I'll, I'll use a lot of um, voice attacks and then try to go back and decipher what the <laughs> AI heard and... Sometimes it's bizarre, but uh, uh, that that could probably be its own set of content right there. Is you know what what I said and what actually got recorded. But uh, yeah, voice to text and and just straight up uh, audio audio recordings, um, super super useful. Do you use anything, Cecia? You old school, or you like the tech, or what? I do. I do a little bit of both. I get my day starts about five thirty, between five thirty and six o'clock in the morning. And I get up and I do a little bit of Bible study, and then I uh, I have a farm book that I update every morning, and and, and everything that I update is from notes I had taken on my phone all day previously. So I've got the the calendar in my phone. I've got the reminders that I'm supposed to remind me I'm supposed to be doing something, and I've also got alarms that I. My, my phone has alarms like all day long, you know, tells me when I need to stop what I'm doing so I can go cook dinner or oh, it's time to go pick up the girls or something like that. So, um, and then at night I do a cursory uh, recording of what I kind of put together, bef uh, everything that I had uh, put in my phone throughout the day and make sure that it's legible so that when I get up the next morning, I can record it in two or three books that I have, like the farm journal and, and uh, other things that I'm keeping track of. So I do a little bit of both, honestly. Cool. Lots of paper and a, a multitude of different apps. <laughs> I use Google keep quite a bit cause they have quite a few different functions. They've got checklists and regular notes and voice notes. So what you were saying with uh, Evernote transcribing your voice into the thing, um, in Google Keep, it'll actually save both the the recorded voice as well as transcribe it. So that's, oh, that's, that's pretty handy, handy in that. Um, I use Notion. Or I'm trying to use that a little more. Um, 
anytime something new comes out, I've got to go try it. <laughs> I love trying new stuff. But for as much as I like tech, I'm still old school. This is this is a planner. I've used this style for this is a third or fourth year, and I'm gonna go again. So I I don't know. I I like pen and paper. I remember things better if I've written them down by hand. Yes. I don't know what it is, but I hear a lot of people that are, are similar. Um, what motivates you guys to shift the the nature of your business? If it's more labor oriented and you want to go to consulting and, and teaching, kind of like Ken and I are looking at in content creation and Brian. Um, what, I mean, do you have a moment of inspiration? Do you have an idea? Do you have you feel like you're going after something kind of unique and as a niche? Um, how about you, Brian? Is on mute. Oh, I'm sorry. I completely missed that. I got I got kind of lost in reading a comment somebody was making. But what uh, can you say just a little bit again? Yeah. So if you're like in your case, you're kind of you know you you exited the the standard job market while you guys are traveling, so you're developing your own thing. Yeah. What was the what was the the kick in the pants or the motivation to do that? Uh, I can't stand working for anyone else. Cheers. I mean, really, that's what it came down to at age forty four and starting working when I was you know four or five, six years old. Uh, obviously, not for anybody until I was fifteen, but. Well, really, yeah, I did work for other people when I was a kid, but uh, that was better because it was more an entrepreneurship. I worked as a contractor for them. And uh, yeah, once I started for working for other people, I realized I was never happier than when I would do it myself. Every time I got laid off from a job or fired from a job, I'd start up something for a while. If I had unemployment, I could kind of um, look for a job and work on something on the side, you know, because you never make money when you start. So you don't disqualify for unemployment as long as you're looking for a job. You're not making money at a new business. So I always tried to, to start something up and I was never happier than doing that. So that's what I finally realized after all these jobs and all these years that I just have to try to give it a go. And we just kind of, it all kind of worked out to that works right now. Like it makes sense right now to give it a go. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And I'll just kind of meander and still do working for myself. Uh, just more of a hopping around and uh, odd jobs here and there and whatever works. Cool. Um Letty, how have you kind of, you know, steered yourself in that direction? Because obviously, like, it's important to you that you're there for your family and being a mother is is important in your life. But sounds like you like to do stuff and make money, too. So how's that work? I mean, we, we all like to make money, don't we? <laughs> I don't hate money. <laughs> I don't know anybody who hates making money. Um, so obviously, family is priority number one for me. Anything, any income that I do make, that's just a bonus that we can use to pay off, help pay off the uh, the new to us expedition we bought earlier this year and pay for gas because hello, gas prices. Um, but I actually, this year is actually when I pivoted my consulting business because I started it two years ago during the pandemic. And I was like, okay, well, I'm a nerd. I love parliamentary procedure. I want to be a parliamentarian. How can I do that? Um, and I really wasn't getting much business from it. So then I was, I had a lovely little, pretty much a consult with Nicole sauce that spring. She did like group 
small group meetings to talk about, you want to start a business, you have a business, business, what you want to do. And um, that's when I realized, you know, I have all these other skills. I could totally be a virtual assistant instead of just doing the parliamentarian thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I pivoted towards that and I still wasn't getting any traction. And earlier this year, I realized that's because I'm kind of like my website. It, it's the way that I have it, it. It's looking more for that corporate type of person and everything. And that's not who I want to help. I want to help more of the people in our community, the, the GSDers, you know, the, the small business owners and whatnot. So I completely redid my website, like renamed everything. Um, and now I'm, I'm doing small jobs within the community, you know, and that's what I want to do. And the more that I, the more that I get these, these jobs and they're expanding the scope of what I'm doing for everybody, the better I feel because I'm helping out my community and I'm also helping out my family. (laughs) And it's, it's been interesting to see because of course everything ramped up right before I popped this kid out. (laughs) So like, of course everything, like, you know, that's, that's when things happen, but now, like I said, it's just trying to figure out the right balance of what do I do? And it's been awesome because everyone understands, you know, this is your part-time thing. You've, you've got a, a family with a young child. So as, as we're working out, like the, the agreements and stuff, we're, we're also figuring out the best time frames and everything. So the expectations are right there and it's, it's been fun to, to navigate so far. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Thesia, with your farm, are you guys running it as a business? Is it just kind of a, uh, you know, a hobby and a way to take care of, you know, some of your food needs and stuff? And of course, you're, you know, you're getting, you're getting traction on, on the YouTube stuff too. So is that something you're wanting to monetize? And what are your thoughts there? And what can we do to help you with it? Um, yeah, right now, the, the farm is more of a hobby farm. Uh, I'm trying to make it where I can feed my family and stuff too. Cause you know, and I haven't checked into a bunch of laws and stuff, but I I have some customers that would probably buy some of my birds, but because I take them over state line to get them processed, that makes it illegal for me to sell it to them. And they're not USDA and stuff like that too. So I do sell things on occasion, but it's only because somebody goes, Hey, do you have something? I'll buy it from you. And I make sure they know that it's not USDA and it's not done on my property. And, you know, I, I'd rather be upfront and honest about it. I don't know. Right now, I'm feeling like it, I'm trying to throw spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks. Um, I've been doing the Ellis Family Farms for a few years, and that is finally getting some traction. Uh, uh, the Farm Animal Life channel, it was just something on a fluke, but this, but I'm, I've recently started a podcast. I am woefully inexperienced and learning new tech and and it's taken me a while to like the first two podcasts i did i thought i was live and i was not (laughs) so i'm learning how to do that and but at the same time i'm you were talking about motivation and stuff my husband has done his part over the years and put into his 401k and everything but they've taken some serious hits in the last few years and i did the math and i don't think even now that if he was to retire today, it would last us three years. And so I feel like I'm in a race to do something that brings in income where that, well, my husband needs to retire. He's getting where he's having trouble getting around doing the job that he's done all these years. And uh, so it's, it's a race for me. So I guess that's my motivation, but I also want to do so. I, as much as I enjoy the farm work and stuff, 
I'm not going to be able to do that, you know, way too many more years, you know, and, uh, I've got, I've got big dogs and they get to wrestling around in the morning and they'll knock me in the side and try and have almost taken my knees out a couple of times. And then the pigs will run over you trying to get to the food and stuff too. So I, you know, you did. so I, I haven't gotten hurt for real yet, but I always have to be, uh, careful and available. So I'm looking to, I am doing content. I need to figure out how to do the content stuff. Uh, not just in the technical aspect of it. I need to, I'm still honing in my message. I'm still trying to make it entertaining, you know, so that people will want to, uh, you know, cause I've got a lot of stories, but if I don't tell it right, then you're not going to be interested and I'm not going to grow. So I'm still honing and trying to do the best that I can with it. And then, uh, Oh, and I would like to do some writing somewhere. Oh, there's Amy. Man, if you haven't read her book, the most recent one, oh my gosh, you was that not awesome or what? Yeah, Sorry, no. I got excited. Yeah, plug plug her book real quick. I I forgive me, but I the title has slipped my mind, but I know she Opposite of Grey by Shay Ray Stevens. <laughs> yes. All right. So good. Well, I just it sounds like the ladies love it. So um yeah. If, uh, if you're into okay. like dark thriller and like suspense and stuff you'll enjoy her book <laughs> all right yeah sorry i got sidetracked i think i was done <laughs> all right cool i do i get excited about amy's work i really do uh, now we're making amy blush <laughs> <laughs> um i want to uh, answer something uh, that chris brought up real quick about websites um I actually uh, have, have put my own together. It's a WordPress website and I am not a tech person and, and, and I ride that struggle bus all day long, but I went with, um, I didn't even know the difference between like building a website and having a host. Like I didn't know it was like two separate things. So, um, so Nicole answered a bunch of questions for me a couple of years ago on that. I went with um, getahostnow.com, who is in the LFTN TSP network. Mm -hmm. um, he's great. He actually, he, he you call him and he answers his phone or calls you back within a few minutes to, you know, if there's some kind of issue. And yeah, if you get a WordPress site, it's at this point, it's fairly user friendly if you're not trying to do anything super complex. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it can be done. And, uh, and I'm, you know, being behind a computer is just about the last thing I want to do. So, so it is possible. Um, well, I Ken, hope I'm not talking out of turn, but Ken has helped me get a couple of things going on my website. Cool. All right. We'll bug Ken too then. So, <laughs> so yeah, bother, bother Ken yeah. and Nicole. <laughs> I do virtual yeah. assistant stuff, but I do not do websites. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. Um, well, I, I mess I with all that. things tech. So if you got any questions, I've probably messed with it or can figure it out. Yeah. What's that, Brian? I've done it wrong. If you want to know how to do it wrong. So. Yeah. I've built, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, like five WordPress sites now recently that, I mean, they're getting there. I'm getting better. I'm teaching myself through YouTube University, Google, all that. I see something I want to do and then I, figure out how to do it. And then hopefully by the time I have to do it again, I remember how to do it again. So. <laughs> That's a true struggle for sure. I mean, when I... SEO and all that shit is just, 
it's another it's another skill set you have to learn and you have to learn every skill set throughout the whole content creation thing or pay to outsource that piece of it and mm -hmm. you know i'm the kind of person that learns how to do it all and then determines what is worth outsourcing i mean i learned when i made my blog I, I did it and I was like, how do I make a post? And I was like, I'm not an idiot. I'm not a complete Luddite, but I cannot figure out on WordPress how the heck to actually create a blog post. And this is back when Jack Spierko was doing Me We Mondays. And he actually like went to WordPress and like screenshot. It was like, step one, step two, step three. There you go. And I'm like, okay, now that makes sense. Because I was, for the life of me, I couldn't figure out like how it worked. But now I'm like, oh, this is so simple. How could I not? You, the more you use it, and honestly, if you're making this site by yourself, just play around with it and experiment before you actually publish it. You never know what you're going to find. Yeah, I, I recommend that, too. I got to where I just made myself comfortable poking around in the various menus, finding things, figuring out what the navigation was, knowing that as long as I didn't hit publish, none of it was active and it didn't show up on a live page. So it was hard to truly like permanently mess something up. Oh shit, dude! You gotta publish it and then just hit the back arrow real quick and then publish it again. Oh, is that a thing? Okay, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I learned to use preview quite a bit. <laughs> yes, yes, you can hit the preview. Yes. Um. So, Ken, how? What motivated you to to pivot? Is it because um you hate painting and drywall, and maybe would rather well, teach people about <laughs> taking care of themselves? No, I definitely wanted to work more from home is a lot of the reason. Well, that's part of the reason why I kind of pivoted the direction that I did. Um, I still enjoy construction quite a bit. I just don't want to do it, you know, seven days a week or even five days a week. Part of why I pivoted into the coaching side of things like I did was because especially with youth the last few years and all they're doing is going off to college sinking into debt over their, you know, I mean that they'll never pay off for a degree. They're probably never going to use. And if it is a useful degree, they probably end up hating the job and doing something else anyway. And I was actually listening to a podcast today of a guy who is a fellow college hater. And he had someone on who, tried to push back on him and she was like no the, the purpose of college is for like we need more people going for liberal arts degrees and learning how to think and all of those things like that's the purpose of college that's what college was uh, supposed to be for and i'm like maybe that's what college was supposed to be for but that's not how it's sold it's sold as in here's your career just pay us however many hundreds of thousands of dollars and you'll have a career that you'll love for the rest of your life. And that's just absolutely not true. So all that to say, I want to help these kids figure out, you know, maybe how they like to work. So they kind of know a career direction to go to. It's, it's kind of why I pivoted there, but also for the time freedom. And I like trying different things. So I'm sitting here throwing stuff at the wall all over the place to see what works. <laughs> Me and Brian, we're having a good conversation today about all the different stuff we're trying. So it was, uh, I like new things. <laughs> so too much. that's an interesting point where, cause I, cause I'm doing this too. And Thesia mentioned it where we're just, we're just attempting things. And 
Do any of y'all feel like there's kind of a line to be walked there between it seeming like um, because we see, oh, Ken or Brian, well, they're trying this now. And, and next week it's something different. Like, does it do we are we worried that we're giving the impression that we can't like settle in and um, go after a specific goal? Or is it better that we're kind of trying like this more polymath style approach? How do you do you care about that perception um, in terms of like building a brand, because there's all these rules with building a brand and building a business and whatnot. Is that relevant or is it like, screw it, I'm just going to try my approach because that's how I roll? I definitely think it's relevant. Um, I mean, you you don't want to be terribly scattered in everything because then it's like, well, nobody knows what you do and for sure nobody's going to buy from you. But I mean, I, I think... You know, in in moving towards the goal of creating a successful coaching business, which it is not at this point, it's merely a hobby. Um, I, I am trying different things within that to try to at least generate some income so I can spend more time on it. You know, whether that is, you know, as I create content, building out some affiliate marketing within that to, to actually make so to where I can spend a little bit more time in it to create more value for people to actually work with people to create a business that, that they, instead of going off to college and going a hundred thousand dollars in debt, they can actually have their own business working from home or, you know, whatever it may be <clears throat> doing something that they like. So when I say I'm throwing things at the wall, it's trying to figure out ways to create a little bit of income so that I can spend a little bit more time on it. Cause at this point, all I'm doing is sinking money into it. And um, that can be discouraging. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got, I've got two perspectives on that. So one, like when you're sitting out on the outside and you're watching and this is the way that I used to think is I'd see someone who just, they just keep trying something new, something new, something new. And I'm like, you're, you're going to sit there and just think, what, what's wrong? Like, do you not know what you want to do? What is like, what's wrong? Why do you keep making all these mistakes? Are you, are you happy just trying everything out? You know, very negative. But then like the new side of me looks at that. I was like, you know what? You're, you're trying to find something that you truly want to do. You want something that when you wake up in the morning, you're happy to do it and you're going to be successful and you're going to encourage others once they see you as you're doing whatever it is. And it's just so funny, like, as, as Ken was talking about all that, like, I could, like, I had the, it was like a, a mental battle going on in my head between both sides of those. But no, I'm like, you know what, Every, you got to do what you have to do. And all you can do is get better. And you're going to try, you're going to try a million things before it sticks. Hell, going back to the college thing, I counted it up once. I had 15 different majors over four years at two different universities, never completed a bachelor's degree. I actually paid all that shit off like in the 10 months before I got married so I could come into this marriage with no debt. But I was like, what a freaking waste of time and money. Like that was four years of time and money that my parents gave for me and I had nothing to, to show for it. It wasn't until I went back later to get an associate's degree that I paid for with my hard-earned money that I was making $500 a month babysitting. And it's like, I'm like, I'm going to do this. I appreciated it then. And I'm not doing the paralegal thing anymore, but I also have, I've made a lot of contacts in that world that they, they started reaching out to me now, like, Hey, 
I'm starting my own law firm. Can you help me out with X, Y, or Z? So then that may, that's helped as I'm pivoting into my virtual assistant side of things because I can still utilize all of that. But those first four years, like my late teens, early 20s, they go fucking waste of time. Now, you know what? I think I have maybe a little bit of a different perspective as, as someone as being old as, as old as I am. I mean, I'm 60. I don't feel old, but I look in the mirror and I go, whoo, you know, but it's, I am at a stage in my life where I'm actually getting to do what I really enjoy for the first time in my life. I, I, I was a single mom most of the time that I was raising the boys and uh, I, I worked for other people and whenever that, and I live in a state where they can fire you without actually giving you a reason to fire you. And so I'd go to work one morning and then I come home, go home that night wondering how I'm going to feed my boys, you know? So my, a, a huge motivation of mine, even though, even as old as I am now is I don't want anybody to have any say about what I do and where I get my money. And, but, and, but I'm also a truly in, enjoying experimenting, throwing things on the wall, but I'm also continually evaluating. Do I really enjoy this? Will this make me money down? Think about how many niches there are and sub niches, you know, you could say, well, I can, I can sell candles. Yes. But what kind of candles, you know, there's, you can, or, or just, just any, anything that you look at, if there's an aspect of it that you truly enjoy, you can make a business out of that. You just got to figure out how to finagle things and get it done. So even though I steal things from Brian for some of my things for my podcast, and I steal things from Ken and I steal things from Amy, well, I can't hard to do that, but you know what I'm saying? You, you, you draw from everybody around you and Throw it out there, see what sticks, see what you enjoy, see what you're, you know, some of it, no matter how hard you work, you're not ever going to be good at it. You're just going to have to say, all right, I, I quit. I can't do that one. But there's something in there that we can, that as you experiment and learn your capabilities, you can start flying. You just got to, you just got to buckle down and hang in there until you can. We're going to hold you to that, Thesia. <laughs> yeah, I want my I want my stuff back. <laughs> I don't know how well you're gonna do stealing shit from me. You might want to look elsewhere. Yeah, because I like I've been doing the uh, creator of the day on my podcast. Uh, and there's just yeah. little things like that. Yeah. So you're talking you talking short term, um, scattered all over the place. Are you talking like long term, like over years? Because the over the years thing is just because I get bored. I I kind of transition into another industry in another field doing a different thing and I learn it, master it, and then pick it apart and get fired or quit. Um, that's why I do all sorts of different shit. It's not that I'm looking for something to make me happy or looking for searching for anything. It's I get fucking bored. That's it. That's mm -hmm. it. And I want to learn something else. Uh, kind of really gravitated towards homesteading because you never learn everything there. Um, and then just got sick of the cold. Right now, as I'm building this, it may look like I'm doing a bunch of scattered brain things, throwing spaghetti at the wall, but there is a, there is a master plan there. Uh, and I've really started uh, diving into like what John Willis preaches about taking 15 minutes, a half an hour every night before bed and listening to 
how do you grow your TikTok followers? How do you grow your YouTube followers? How do you grow your Instagram followers? What's trending on TikTok? What's trending on YouTube? And then applying that the next day into whatever you're doing. So like I'm right now focusing on growing my TikTok presence with a couple of different accounts and my YouTube presence with one account. So every night, three, four nights a week, I'm listening to at least 15 minutes of how to grow TikTok and at least 15 minutes of how to grow YouTube. And then I'm doing it the next day. And I'm scattered across a bunch of different creator coaches or advisors because I think, you know, they all have valid points and maybe they all have systems that work in unison to buy with their own. But I think I have enough knowledge and I listen to enough stuff that I can pick and choose what works and what doesn't. So that's kind of my MO right now. So it might look kind of scattered. Um, there's a lot of things held up in the works of uh, transitioning from owning a home. Uh, and residency and business uh, acumen. So I'm having to build it not in a traditional fashion. Like I'm having to end around it until things are lined up. That's what I got. <laughs> yeah, I think there's definitely a difference between the long-term and the short-term approach because you can have a, a long-term goal and not know exactly how you're going to get there. Because like what I said, you know, my, my ultimate goal is to push people away from the college side, starting your own business. However, I got to get there, you know, I'm, I'm throwing stuff at the wall to, to stick with the long-term goal. So yeah, I mean, that's definitely a difference in, in approach there. It's not like, Oh, Hey, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a general contractor today. Oh no, let's go into landscaping. Nope. I'm going to go cut grass. You know what? Let me be a uh, Instagram model this week or something. <laughs> That's not going to happen, Brian. Could <laughs> have your Halloween so, costume, Ken. Right, Halloween costume. It was a good week for that. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, I think there's a difference between bouncing around, not having a long-term goal, or throwing stuff at the wall trying to pursue that long-term goal. My two cents. Cool. Well, I agree. You know. I, I'm sorry. Um, what you were talking about pursuing a goal, I have a tendency to set a goal and then try to find different ways to try to how to get there. And then I forget what that goal actually, I lose sight of the goal in getting into, into the weeds of trying to figure out how to get there. So I have to figure out how to refocus every once in a while. What is What's that? Brian? Is that his? Uh, oh, it's his notebook. Okay, it's his little black book. <clears throat> Write that goal down. Put it on a whiteboard. Put it on a piece of poster board. Stick it up on the wall and and look at it every day, and ask yourself, how can I make that happen? I just posted in my group earlier today. If anybody else in in their space, in their workspace, or around their wherever they dwell, has how can I dot 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 written on something. I have it multiple places. I have it on my phone. I have it on my whiteboard. I have it different places that I see it all the time. Cause like Jack talks about mentally programming yourself to how can I achieve this? Not why can't I get it done or asking yourself negative focus questions. How can I X, Y, Z? So if you have, how can I, and your goal on the wall, you know, over in LFTN, there's always a talk about the word of the year, and it's the end of the year, so everyone's starting to think about what their goal for next year is, and 
I think it was, this, it was either yesterday morning or this morning. I everything just kind of flows together now. But we were talking about what our year, our words for this year were, and where everybody keeps them. And and I was like, you know what? Next year, I'm putting our words up on the fridge because I'm gonna. This year, we had two words: one for the family, one for me. Next year, it'll be three: one for me, one for the family, and then one for my consulting business. I'm like, I got to make sure there's somewhere that I can see them because that impacts my decisions over the year, you know? So make that the vision board is like the whole new thing that all my, everybody that I'm connected with on LinkedIn is talking about with their vision boards and where they see their careers going, which if that works for you, by all means do it. I'm just going to probably have a piece of construction paper with a Sharpie marker with my three words written. <laughs> Yeah, I think an external externalizing those thoughts. Um, there's been a, a bunch of methods thrown out over the years, writing it, you know, everywhere on your, you know, your bathroom mirror and inside your closet door, just kind of immerse yourself in that concept. And and I and I'm getting better at that. I'm I'm a little bit of a um, a contrarian about those sort of things, even though I I know they work. So um, I'm kind of pushing forward on that myself. Uh, my, my wife and I this morning over coffee kind of got into a fairly detailed conversation about what we want to do moving forward with the homestead and, and with the business. Um, because my, my goal similar to Ken is to be home more um, and to have this place be, uh, be a, a location that we invite people to, um, to uh, as an education center, as a, uh, as kind of like an outdoor classroom, and I would like to do it under some kind of uh, membership model and skirt a lot of the public space issues that we've we've noticed have uh, have been a problem when regulatory authorities want to poke their nose into things. Um, it's already private property, so it's something that I can pretty easily do. Well, not easily, but it's straightforward. It's simple. It can be done. And uh, one of the big things I'm and this is kind of going to be my next question is if you guys want to share maybe uh, one one goal you're pushing forward in in the coming year mine is actually i'm building a curriculum and i'm building a a foraging and land study curriculum and i'm going to invite a you know a limited number of students to the property it'll be for an entire year so it'll be probably two classes a month um throughout the year and we will go through it'll give us an opportunity to go through every month every season um to identify plants, to identify their uses, medicinal, edible, um, animal forage, whatever the case may be. And then it's also going to kind of uh, include the aspect of um, observe and interact as a, as a permaculture principle, because when I've studied that aspect of permaculture and I've seen how other people teach it and how PDCs work, it seems to me that it kind of gets skimmed over. And a lot of people look at a property for two weeks and then they start messing with it. And so I'm going to use, well, it's not my property, it's my dad's property, but the property where I live that I have permission to reside and have people up here um, to teach those concepts. So it kind of be like a pre PDC, but with um, the foraging component, the, the edible medicinal component, mostly because, I mean, I'm, I'm knowledgeable enough at this point and, I see people asking for this all the time locally, which means they're going to, hopefully they want to pay money for it. So I'm putting that together. Um, it's pretty ambitious, but 
to me, worst case scenario, what I only have three students and I only make, you know, X number of dollars instead of who cares, right? Like it doesn't hurt me to build a curriculum. Um, and so, and we, and we want to push that into, um, having actually like a designated classroom space on the property. Um, I want like a library. I want like a little research center. I want, I want a place to do all the cool stuff I want to do, but I also want to share it with certain other people within a certain kind of community. If you catch my drift. <laughs> so yeah. how about you? You nailed it, man. Thanks, you want to do what you want to do and uh, share it with a certain community that you know will appreciate it and treat it the way it should be and nurture it. That's all you want. And that's all I want, man. It's, it's the same. It's the same, yeah. but different. It's um, I think my goals right now, I haven't really tuned them in because we have been waiting so long to kind of wait for everything to go through the house, make sure all that happens before we kind of go gung ho in anything. But I think it's just established in the next year. I'd like to establish those social media channels, um, get some monetization flowing through that to where um, it's a it's a portion where I can call it a portion of my income. Uh, I would like to have booked a property and documented completing it, uh, setting up some some campsites at a minimum and get that listed. I would like to have at least one uh, consulting uh consulting gig or management gig through that uh running the site remotely and do some traveling and just make sure uh this is what we want to do for another year and if it's not hunker down find some place and start doing what we want to do or what we figure out we want to do but yeah i'd like to um yeah, the big one. Uh, those are those are kind of pie in the sky. Well, not necessarily. Those are easily achievable, depending on what way we go. But I'd like to start giving presentations um, on how people can make a little extra money. And the, the live streaming podcast is a way to fine tune that and, and get that presentation, that half hour to hour presentation flow down. And uh, yeah, one presentation next year would be cool. Well, They've got self-reliance festival coming up. I mean, it's there's when she drops the form to fill out for the presentation. All you got to do is I might, but I might be working on that first, uh, that first site build out and management uh, <laughs> at that time. That's the problem. It might be the no, only direction. No, you can take a little break off of that. Two days, three days off of that. And you can, uh, you can get I, over I'll definitely be at one SRF next year. <laughs> definitely be at one for sure. And I'm guessing that, uh, yeah, I'll target probably give me a presentation at one of those for sure. Just pay attention in January. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Carrie, um, what you said is needed so badly. I'm, I'm here in Oklahoma and I am surrounded by Native Americans. And I thought, you know, I mean, they, they, they really do still have powwows here. They really do still a lot of things. And I've asked several of them. I said, okay, but what about your Native American medicinal plants? What what do you do instead of taking this? Oh, we don't do that anymore. I don't know anything about it. My grandma knew, but we don't know anything about it. And I literally am in the middle of Indian territory and I, and none of them that I've been able to find knows anything about what to do with the, our local plants and uh or even what they are anymore and it's i i found it very sad honestly yeah um it's it's kind of interesting because my my grand great grandmother on my mom's side um she was cherokee we were told that she was full-blooded i i can't confirm that but that's you know the, the family story 
And so, and that probably a lot of the people who were in your part of Oklahoma, that's actually where the Cherokee um, mm-hmm. traveled during the Trail of Tears. So there's, there's some connection there, but yeah, it, it's kind of similar around here. You know, there's, you know, the, the reservation up in Western North Carolina, um, but a lot of the knowledge is being lost. So I've picked up what I can from my mom, what she remembers, but I'm actually still having to go back and just go with books and traditional knowledge, old books. I, I actually prefer the older stuff in terms of, um, actual traditional uses and everything but yeah for sure uh ken what are you pushing on he's got a book yeah you talked about old books i was able to pick something up here recently oh man what did that hurt you uh it was under 200 bucks not bad that's is that a hardbound copy too yeah nice Nice. Yes. It, it's in very good condition. So I was, I was pretty pleased. <laughs> yeah. Uh, considering about uh, three years ago at Nicole's workshop, I had thought I had one on barter blanket and um, I was trading them. I don't remember. Like I think it was going to run me about 300, $350 in Bitcoin. And somebody came over and talked to me after I had made the deal. And while I was talking to the guy, somebody slipped in and uh, offered him a little more and I didn't catch it. (laughs) So I lost it, but now I got this one cheaper. So I guess it worked out. (laughs) Yeah. 200 is not, not bad at all, especially for a hardbound copy. Most of them are just falling apart. Tell me the question again. I'm sorry. I I kind of got sidetracked when you said old books. (laughs) What's your 2023 kind of 2023, you know, if you have a primary goal in mind for the business. So, yes, I, I would like the, the overall goal is for, I guess, the the pie in the sky, if we're putting it that way, is for 50 percent of my income to end up coming from my coaching business. I mean, that is like so far out. I, I don't see that happening, but I'm, I'm putting that down for that. Uh, I, I did take a few drastic steps recently towards that. I sign up for a pretty sizable coaching program for people that help grow coaching businesses. So I've, I've got to get a little return on it. <laughs> so trying to put my money where my mouth is at and, and take steps in that direction. That's, that's the big, huge, you know, dream goal. I haven't sat down and, and wrote out my goals. That's usually a December thing. Cool. So we're, I'm working on it. All right. How about you, Letty? So I think my my big goal for next year with the consulting is going to be pivoting. It's <laughs> a big word tonight. It's going to be pivoting more towards um, event planning. And it's going to be – so I keep seeing everyone around the country keep saying, I love SRF. I love the LFTN workshop. I love the TSP workshop. Almost done, big guy. Give me a minute or two, okay? And – and everyone's like, but how do I make it work? How do I do this? And I would like to be able to step in and help them actually plan the events. You know, like that's where, that's where my strengths are. So it's helping again, helping the community, (laughs) which is like, these are the people that I want to work with that I want to help out. So if I can help get something organized and set up up here in the upper Midwest, or even just doing everything virtually staying on the back end, getting, helping you get, figure out, who your speakers and vendors and whatnot are going to be just kind of doing all of that type of thing, but just kind of seeing how I can 
get out there and get it done, you know. But um, my little guy is ready for bed. So I am going to call it a night, guys. It's been fun. I've missed y'all. <laughs> Glad you could jump in tonight. Yeah. yeah. So keep up the good work and we'll chat later. <laughs> Thanks. Good night. Good night. Lady. All right, Thesia, what you looking at for the coming year? <sighs> you know, I, I have to admit that my bottom line goal is to continue to try to move forward on my property here uh, to try to develop it and document it as I go. I did, oh, and I've been making some big decisions lately. And one of the biggest ones that I made the other night, I don't want to be in this trailer. I didn't want to be in the camper. And then we bought this $2,500 uh, trailer house and it's, it's in bad shape. It really is, you know, and you like when the wind blows, the, the roof pops and well, it, the wind actually ripped off the outside of my back door and I had to screw it back on the, the other day. And I'm thinking it was very stress because when the wind blows hard out here, it's stressful. You're pretty sure that you're going to see daylight through the roof when you wake up in the morning. And I'm thinking, I don't want to do this. I want to build a house. So I'm going to, I came to this, I came to the decision. <laughs> Ooh, open my mouth here. Um, I'm going to, I've got to finish out the bathroom just so I can have some place. And I'm probably going to have to finish out the, uh, the closet, go with it. Cause my closet's still in the barn. And, uh, then I think I'm going to start trying to dig out and, and uh, work on building and my heart's thumping as I'm saying this, <laughs> going to start working on, on trying to figure out how to build a walkout basement that I can be uh, self-enclosed as best as possible until I can build the house I want on top of it. But I'm, I'm tired of, of focusing on what will fit right now. What, what can I, what will, what, what do I need to do right now to get me through to the next day? I'm starting to say, I don't want this house and I need to do what I want and I need to work toward what I want. And I want a real house. I've wanted a real house for a lot of years. And, and I don't, I don't want the stress of having to worry about what's blowing off my house every time it does this. Thank you, dear. I appreciate it. Yeah. I don't know if I can do it, but I'm, but I'm going to die trying. <laughs> And the documenting it is part of that. And if I, if I uh, eventually make money doing that, that, so be it. If not, you know what? A documented is for me. That's what it's for. And I would like to learn how to make money somewhere along the way. Um, I enjoyed talking at SRF. I think I need to modify my message where it's not so um, difficult in parts. It's so hard to chew, I think, but I think I could make a, I think I could do a pretty good uh, talk that hopefully is more encouraging for people who are closer to my age. I was kind of overwhelmed by how many of the women did come up to me afterward and say, oh, I needed to hear that. And I'm going, huh, well, okay. <laughs> it, so that wasn't, that was completely different for me, but I, but I, I want to be an encouragement for other people. I want to be an encouragement, uh, especially, well, for everyone, honestly, but, but I, there are a lot of people out there who are just, all they can do each day is go to work and go come home and watch television and let their life slip by. And that, and it hurts my heart. And I, and I want to be the one that encourages people to get up and get going and live their life. 
So yeah, so my focus is I'm gonna try to finish out doing what I gotta do to this trailer house. And then I'm gonna try to, and I might do a hip camp too. We, we're on 26 acres. Well, I'm on 40 acres, we own 26. So I'm, I'm thinking about setting up a hip camp type thing to, to hopefully provide some revenue to build my house. <laughs> By all means. Yeah. We're thinking we're going to head possibly that direction in the spring. Thesia. We can help you. Yes. <laughs> cool. Corey, Corey said we have to hit, uh, we have to hit Arkansas and Oklahoma, and she'd rather spend it at Oklahoma with you. So, uh, okay. Well, Arkansas is beautiful too. Well, we'll go there, and then we'll stop with you. But she said, if I got to go anywhere in Oklahoma, it'll be Theseus. Yep. I'm. Yeah, because you know what's cool? I really am right off sixty six. So when people come through that route, I can meet you on sixty six and bring bring you to my place. That's uh, that's like perfect for a hip camp. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're about seven miles from a lake. Wow. Cool. Cool. Yeah, you're do you'll do all right. We'll see you in the spring. Okay. No matter what, no matter what direction we're gonna go, we'll end up coming that that way. Awesome. Well, do y'all have any um, any closing thoughts? Anything else you want to get out? We're at, right around hour five here. Do it. All right. Well, it's been episode 42 of the Fireside Freedom Podcast. I hope we uh, offer the audience some value. Um, uh, we're always here for encouragement and guidance and maybe a little bit of um, gentle verbal whoop-ass. So thank you all for tuning so in. Wait. Wait. What wait. Go ahead. I have something i got to show you. Okay. And, and this is stepping out again. I'm going to show you. We'll see about how to do this. DC is on fire tonight. Yeah. Can you see that? Pull it back. Pull it back a little bit. Back? Okay. Sorry. No, over. There yeah, we go. Right there. there. Right there. Love it. That's oh, awesome. I'm changing the name of my channel from Ellis Family Farm to Grandma's Homestead. I am making that announcement tonight. Awesome. That's fantastic. You're going to put up a swag shop with that cup and other stuff? Somewhere down the road, once I figure out how to get it done. <laughs> I hear you. I, all right. Cool. Cool. All right. And uh, yeah, let me give you guys a chance to to, to give your spiel real quick. So, uh, Ken, where can folks find you? ConstructiveLiberty.com. Uh, Constructive Liberty Podcast. I do at least one episode every week. If I get an interview, I do two episodes a week. And if I get a wild hair, I do three episodes a week. So wild hair episode. Yeah. Just uh, right. constructiveliberty.com. Check it out. All right. TCN. So you're changing the channel name. So where can they find you? Well, I haven't changed it yet. So it's still Ellis family farms. And uh, I did start the podcast of, uh, this grandma's life. I'm not real consistent with that because I do it in the evening and basketball season's about to start and I've got three teenage girls in my house. And so every night that I can do it, I'm trying to do it plus trying to figure out how to get it done. So I'm doing at least one a week. I'd like to do two and maybe somewhere down, down the road, I'll do three, but, and then of course I'm always on, I'm on some version of Thesia Ellis on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, uh, TikTok. I do uh, do some things on TikTok too. So, yep, I'm there. Cool. And she does a good '80s hairdo as well. Just in, just in ah! case you know, that. 
right. I was trying to look like an 80s rocker and I think I looked more like an 80s groupie. <laughs> nah, nah, you it look you look good. You kind of look like you're gonna do like a tribute band for uh maybe uh oh who am I thinking of? Um maybe Def Leopard or I I get them all mixed up, but yeah. The big <laughs> How about you, Brian? Uh the You can find everything there. I just started up a consulting page doing, uh, like we were talking about, hip camp consulting, page management, stuff like that. Also doing some uh, beginner and intermediate crypto cryptocurrency consulting, uh, kind of moving people into that general Bitcoin, Bitcoin Lightning, or whatever they want. Um, I'm willing to show them what I've learned and be able to talk to them about it from someone that's learned from zero. So I kind of know the questions you're going to ask and the answers and how I found them. So offering that up, you can find that at thelostproject.com under uh, management and consulting services. Uh, also got a free crypto ebook out there. Uh, you can head to the site and uh, under connect, there's a uh, sign up for a free crypto ebook. And uh Oh yeah, look at that. Somebody printed it out. Ooh, all right. <laughs> so yeah, for for an email address. You don't want to give me your email address. It's for sale in the shop too. But uh yeah, just give me an email address. I don't spam you. It's like one or two emails a month. So but yeah, podcast every morning, wild hairs every morning at uh your silver. Oh yeah. I got silver coming. Uh, Tim and I have trying to figure out when we're gonna order that. I got uh, silver sets uh for sale still pre on pre-order uh one ounce and a half ounce coin custom cast ken's already got one locked up and uh yeah he's wondering where it's gonna be <laughs> have you paid yet i don't think i collected so don't worry about it <laughs> cool all right the point. <laughs> yeah. you guys in your silver um strongroutsresources.com i'll help you design your homestead um, and we're adding to the, the education package out here on, on the farm in West Knox County in Tennessee. And, uh, we will have, um, camping sites available. If people want to come stay with us for a day or two, uh, just stay tuned to the website. Um, feel free to get on the email list there and I'll, uh, I'll keep the audience updated as to what I'm up to. Uh, this has been number 42 fireside freedom. Thank you guys for joining me. I had a, had a great time catching up with everybody. <laughs>